conferences, long agendas, big venues, always on your feet, barely getting to see the people that you want to see, and then, of course, the expense. Well, the three of us at Good Morning Hospitality are launching Good Morning Retreats. Our first retreat is this July 8th through the 10th at the Horse Hospitality Training School in Auburn, Alabama. If you go to goodmorningretreats.com, you'll find out more information about our first retreat that we're launching. We have already filled half the slots. We have 20 available and we have about 13 already filled. So make sure you go there, you apply, show your interest, and we'll get you all situated for our first ever Good Morning Retreat. Thanks so much for tuning into the podcast. And now, back to the episode. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey everyone, I was hoping to get this message put together sooner, but things like this unfortunately take time to set up. I just want to say that the acts of war against Ukraine break my heart, and I know as a prior service member myself that my thoughts and prayers go out to everyone who's fighting the fight that they really shouldn't have to. That being said, we have been working behind the scenes with all of our podcasts and podcast partners to put a fund together in order to pay for any refugee housing and other needs that go alongside that, like food, water, and any clothing needs. Internally, many podcasts in the Hospitality FM network have voluntarily given up sponsorship money in order to donate to the cause and are working on a unified message in order to spread throughout all of our podcasts. So this is me calling out to all of our property manager friends, industry experts, and anyone knowing of those providing lodging for Ukrainian refugees seeking safety. You can contact me directly at will, with one L, W-I-L, at slicktalkmedia.com. We have an internal document that is being updated in real time. So if anyone could share this message within your network, we'd greatly appreciate it. I'm also placing in the show notes a link to our GoFundMe and landing page for Rentals to Rescue. That's rentals.torescue.com, where we're putting funds together in order to, again, provide finances for any of these lodging and relocation needs. So thank you so much for tuning into this quick message. I hope you guys are all well and safe, as I know we have tons of listeners in Ukraine and other countries in in Europe. So thank you so much for tuning in and I hope you guys enjoy this episode. Good morning. Good morning. Happy fake Monday. <laughs> There's something about the days of the week that we just like. Monday, now Tuesday. Yeah. What we're saying morning for me, it's afternoon. We're saying Monday is a completely different day. It's like yeah. it's confusing. Yeah, we, but we got to keep it consistent for the, for the people. I'm in a man. different they, location. I'm a different spot. This is like, okay. Try to focus now and just be sharp on this important podcast because it's a special one, right? This one. It's a very special podcast today. Very excited. But first, before we get to the exciting news and announcements, how was your guys' 4th of July? Good? Fun? 
Yeah, it's cool? awesome. I don't know if Michael knows what the Fourth of July is. <laughs> don't celebrate it. Yeah, no, it's a day, <laughs> day before, day before fifth, and day after third. But no, we don't celebrate it. We don't celebrate it here. Yeah, went up to uh, my folks' house and went off to uh, the their club, and and there was an air show. This guy was just like doing crazy wild tricks, and turns out he was eighty years old doing all of that stuff too. So wow. I made it that much more impressive because I've uh, ridden in the car with my 80 plus year old grandpa and that's scary enough, much less this guy like barrel rolling a plane 20 feet off of the ground and doing, you know, straight verticals or straight declines. It was, it was pretty nuts. <clears throat> yeah, no, uh, I wouldn't feel very safe <laughs> knowing 80 something year old person is up in the sky <laughs> flying, but hey, more power to you. That's awesome. Well, we have something well, uh, similar, but we do it on the fifth of May, so we have an Independence Day as well. But it was two months ago. Day, right? as well. What? Sorry. Your Orange Day, or are you talking about Poland? No, the Orange Day is the end of April. I think it's now. I'm always mixing because it's changed because it was, it was Queen's Day. Now it's King's Day. I think it's on the 27th of April. But on the fifth of May, we have uh, Independence Day as well. Okay. So you're just uh, just a little early, no big deal. Then we're celebrating as well. One day before is, uh, of course, Memorial. The fifth is like a party time, normally. Awesome. Yeah. Well, yep. it's it's definitely party time here on Fourth of July. So uh, always always a good time. It's my favorite holiday actually, compared to anything else. Christmas is great. New Year's is great, but man, nothing beats a good Fourth of July. So favorite uh, good weekend. But <clears throat> this episode really excited about because we kind of joked about it a little bit in the past with like Skift and other sponsors and whatnot, but we get to announce that we officially have a show sponsor for the next couple uh, weeks coming up. So you guys ready for, uh, you know, the big show up the showcase of who we're going to uh, be sponsored by. What's Drum up, Breezeway? Breezeway, baby. So welcome Breezeway. Uh, for being our show sponsor for the next couple of weeks. We're really excited to have you. And for our audience who's listening and watching, we have a quick little video for you so we can introduce who Breezeway is and what they do. So we'll do that, and then we'll go right into what's with the noise. You guys sound good with that? Perfect. All right, welcome, and now meet Breezeway. Meet Breezeway, the leading platform for property care and cleaning operations. Built to coordinate, communicate, and verify all the work done at each property so you can deliver a better experience to guests and owners. Breezeway syncs your property data and reservations into one user-friendly dashboard, taking the guesswork out of scheduling jobs to the right person at the right time. Teams in the field use mobile checklists to get their work done, letting you monitor issues and progress in real time, giving you confidence that every job is done right and every property is clean, well-maintained, and ready. Smart tools to make complex work much easier. Best of all, Breezeway integrates with dozens of PMS systems and IoT devices, so you can optimize your property service programs without switching the systems you already use. Nice. Breezeway has an entire messaging platform too, for texting automated service updates, communicating with guests and residents, and offering additional services like extended stays. Delivering quality property care and service is challenging. Breezeway has you covered each step of the way with tools like detailed owner reporting, safety inspections, and inventory tracking. You'll drive more service revenue, save thousands on operation costs, 
and boost client satisfaction. It's time to power your property care with Breezeway. Go to breezeway.io to learn more. Hello, hello. Uh, this week's What's With The Noise is an exciting one because it's a good friend of mine, uh, Pierre from Transparent, announced their funding round coming from JetBlue Ventures. So congrats to you, Pierre and Alex and, and the rest of the team. Uh, we love what you're doing. You guys have been uh, at the forefront of data in the short terminal space for a long time now. And we're excited to see what you guys can do with this uh, most recent funding round. Awesome. Well, that was uh, quite the exciting what's with the noise today. Do we uh, know any details? Come on, he's even on... taking the startup of the week. I just, okay, it was my fault this time. <laughs> I didn't came. But it's, yeah, congrats on, on Transparent with uh, being the startup of the week. <laughs> Yeah, I was looking yeah. for the amount, but I couldn't find it. So if somebody from Transparent is listening, please share with us because I was curious. And uh, yeah, it said it brought their total funding to two point three million, but it definitely yeah. didn't mean that was this round or, or anything like that. But it's, yeah, JetBlue uh, is a nice fund. I spoke with them a few times. Also, it was it one of my last travels. They did one half year ago in uh, Silicon Valley, actually during plug and play, where we just attended as well with Bidroom. Well, it's a nice fund. So it's it's cool that like airlines investing as well in startups, not only in their same space, but also in different spaces like now in vacation rentals. So yeah, and wasn't JetBlue a little active on uh, other vacation rental stuff? That maybe you could even they do some it. because I had a call with them even I think in a half year ago, maybe longer. And actually, they're one of the folks of what they mentioned to me. I don't know if I can mention them here, but that's what they told me is like they're really looking into vacation rental uh, investments. Mm -hmm. So. It isn't something an angle they're looking into, which is interesting if you're an airline in a completely different space that you're investing actually uh, in a different space, which I really appreciate and what I think is really good as well. Yeah, and you have to imagine the transparent investment is probably a pretty strategic one for them and that now they have access to all the latest data as well and yeah. who's, who's doing what and who's actually performing well. And you, know, you have to think uh, there's, there's probably some some part of the funding that uh, is tied in with data sharing. So uh, it's a win-win for both sides for sure. And definitely good to see airlines. Uh, I wish it was Delta, but you know, Jeff Blue, <laughs> that's, uh, it's good to see. Gotta, gotta pave the way. I was gonna say- Wait, uh, Is Delta investing a bit? I don't, don't see them, did they do some investments or not really, right? Not that I know of, I, I don't, they might have a fund specific to airlines or but I've really, yeah. heard of anything. I was going to say, we should probably get uh, Pierre on, on the show then because I think data is a, a key thing that we should all be uh, be watching. That'd be fun. And uh, I've actually never used or heard of Transparent actually until this episode. So no offense if Pierre is listening right now, but um, I think it would be really cool to dive into. It'd be a fun, fun one that we can all geek out on. Maybe the listeners would like it. Who knows? Yeah. So Here's a, a really, really smart guy fluent in like, 15 languages. I, I made that number up probably like four or five, <laughs> but uh, awesome guy. And they, they have great data. And, and I think uh, it, it'd be valuable to bring them on. Sweet. Well, uh, speaking of, I guess, data, 
overall information this episode we're kind of doing a year in review again because we did it early on in the beginning of the year um but now really looking at what's happened what's happening and how is this going to affect the future not in the next six months or 12 months but really the next 10 years 15 20 years 2030 to be example uh which is one that mr ross brought up in our little chat so uh, <laughs> i think it'd be great to just start off well one just want to say to go back to the sponsor of breezeway thank you breezeway you guys are awesome and all the listeners we have a link uh breezeway.io forward slash gmh you'll see it on the screen so go ahead and check it out but uh i think it's really cool to get your guys opinion on because you guys are both on the tech space for both hotel and vacation rentals and i think this is going to be a big big shift for what 2030 looks like even so want to get your thoughts, opening thoughts on whether it's just from the review of what's currently happened and how this is going to affect, you know, that far in the advance. Like it's pretty hard for us to predict, um, but our predictions have actually come pretty dang close. We're usually just off by timing. So 2030 could be 2033. And then all of a sudden, everything we said on the show 13 years before. Uh, I think, I yeah, think I first of all, we should already plan a reunion. So in 2030, <laughs> make sure we're going to do it again. So maybe you both have a beard and the mine is finally, well, we have a sponsor now, so probably I can shave myself and go to hairdresser. I, I can assure you I won't have a beard. That, that I can be, I can make one prediction I know will be true. Uh, and that's also the thing about predictions for six months to a year out, you often have a good idea of where things are going. But if we're looking at 10 years out, um, I, I, I love talking about this topic because I typically have a very contrarian view so mm. i'm going to hold my thoughts to last and let's let's hear from you two on what does a vacation rental and a hotel look like in 2030 i think for sure we discussed it before i think the whole monetization will change a lot and not be thinking about price per night i think they should change completely we we thought before into to the subscription the, well, first of all, I think subscriptions could take a bigger chunk. Yes, for sure. Yeah. Did you have eight numbers of rooms included or maybe more into the paid loyalty? For sure. I believe this isn't a lot. Uh, I think also the way of day use and, and using the same room multiple times per day when it's more flexibility there, I think it's super important. And I think this is all connected to technology. And I think that's what you see. And we mentioned things before, Lifehouse and et cetera. I think hotel chains, there might be some new ones popping up. They're more moving into... Uh, technology-driven instead of marketing or sales-driven. So I think this will be changing uh, a bit as well. I think it makes a lot of sense, right? It's not all. I think it's data is it's more important and, and take those learnings and improvements and do things more smart than just branding only. So I think this will make, make a shift. Um, I think that there will be that the way hotels operate and vacation operates might be more closer to each other. So hotel will more become vacation rental. And I think the vacation rental become more kind of service oriented like hotels are doing so for sure using a great software and tooling like breezeway or noiseware etc so this i think is also to mention breezeway i can do them a few more times this episode if needed <laughs> but i think this is also what the vacation rental needs more for to make it more professional and i think it, then you're moving and i think there's a, the end sometimes you're just taking it in a vacation rental or a hotel but it's the experience become closer to each other and the one have a bit more maybe different kind of features or more amenities or facilities Mm -hmm. But the experience might be more closer to each other. Now there's a huge difference between two of them, which make it for the people who get used to hotels really kind of scared to stay in a vacation rental. Yeah. 
Well, uh, I, I'll, yeah, I'll agree with you on a lot of that because having a conversation with uh, Richard from Muse, one of the founders, uh, recently and on Slick Talk, talking about the way that the guest profile in general changes with property management software versus properties and brands, how it's, you know, you stay at one property, whether it's in, let's say, Washington State, your profile, no matter if you stay at any property that's, you know, owned by the same group, uh, your profile follows you with. So no matter what, you have that history that kind of goes with. And I think we're going to shift that way for vacation rentals and, and hotels by 2030, you know, being that unique boutique soft brand or big brand is going to be very well blended. I think we're going to have obviously a lot of consolidation, um, you know, Marriott's and all these other big brands are going to buy up a lot of things, but uh, I think this is going to be the big rise of that that tech shift. So hopefully we see like the the predictability of a, a guest profile, you know, be better. So when you show up, your favorite music is playing, like Michael said earlier, and how your thermostat adjusts to your your favorite, you know, degree setting when you walk in, whether it's sixty eight or seventy two or whatever. Um, I think that personalized touch in advance with tech compared to the human, you know, aspect and labor costs that go behind it uh, will be huge. And then uh, the experience brands. So that's kind of where I've actually kind of been battling with, you know, experience brands versus like an Oasis passport feel for someone to really just subscribe to a living type accommodation and travel. That's, I think that's going to be a huge part and that vacation rental hotel inventory is going to blend a little bit more than we expected. That's kind of my very vague prediction slash thoughts into it. But these aren't, yeah. these aren't terribly bold predictions, guys. I, I was, <laughs> I, know. I can't be a contrarian for, for these thoughts and views, but where I, I've done a number of these conversations before in, in other forums and a lot of right. people will take the, take the approach of like everything is so tech forward Alexa's in every room that you just ask for, you know, whatever. And, and everything is your, your favorite channel is on the TV, your, you know, whatever it's so tech forward. Um, <laughs> even like housekeeping is uh, a machine comes out from under the bed and makes the bed and changes the linens. Like, you know, these I have already one of them. Yes. I would say I actually not gonna lie, there's someone on LinkedIn who is called EV Human and they got a robot that's a housekeeper and they're like training. Yeah. Maybe they do. can sponsor and they're giving us those machines and we mention them five <laughs> times in the episode. So we can also do, do those kind of deals. I don't have to be always cash, but if they want to sponsor some products or stuff, feel free. <laughs> <laughs> so that's where most of the conversations I've I've heard or, or been a part of go, which is like just crazy, super tech at every corner of, of the room. Mm -hmm. But in 10 years, I mean, we're already starting to see kind of a revolt against technology in, in some capacities. Every hotel that I've known or, or seen roll out Alexa or Google into their rooms have yanked them out. Yeah. Because People don't like them. They they all carry one of these around that they can very easily ask the same questions to, and, and it's their device, not you know something else. So, Michael, I totally agree with you. I think all of the technology is going to be more towards the operational side, making mm -hmm. it 
more like Lifehouse, where there's mm -hmm. more tech, fewer employees necessary. And quite frankly, Lifehouse is more like a short-term rental, how short-term rental operators run their units. Yeah. I, I my, the contrarian view I, I often take is I don't think there's going to be so much tech for guests. I think guests use it as a reprieve, particularly leisure guests, to get away from technology instead of be introduced to even more technology. Um, <clears throat> there's, there's nothing worse than walking into uh, a rental and you've got one of these things that has like four different remotes and it says, turn the white one on and then go to yeah. the big black one and press these three buttons and then go to the small black one and press these three buttons. Like more tech is not always a good thing. Like, I don't care about surround sound when I'm on vacation. Uh, I, I'm often not watching much TV at all. And if I am, it's just a game in the background while we're cooking out or something. Yeah. So I, I really think that, you know, shout out to Breezeway, the, the behind the scenes tech is going to be more, um, more important. And I think hotels are realizing how important technology is in a, in an era where staff is short. Uh, well, this is, Sorry, I don't mean to cut you off, but like the thing that I've been preaching from day one, even as a hotel manager, when I was on the grounds with my team was that we had so many manual lists and tasks to do. And our housekeepers had so many times did I get calls down to the front desk or, um, you know, calls down to the front, their uh, housekeeping managers saying, hey, is this room vacant, dirty? Is this room this? Is this room that? Like they had nothing updated on their, mm -hmm. it was all paper and pencil. So well, getting so the ability- They keep phoning each other, is this one clean? Because yeah. the one I should, was, was not clean, then I tried, so you had to fight, you go to 519, you're arriving there, and there was a cleaner, then no, this one, it was just yeah. on list and phoning, and they have 700 properties on, on uh, 700 properties here, on this on this park, and it is the whole group of parks of, consists 50 parks. So it's crazy that I know those things are just kind of done manually. Yeah. And then even the front desk is doing, you know, three different, you know, reports throughout the a shift that all are manually labored and they're verifying OTA reservations and direct reservations and phone call reservations. And it just is, is pointless manual stuff that they're wasting so much time that tools like Breezeway, tools like a good PMS like Muse or whatever, you, you know, PMS you want to talk about. Um, that's where, you know, taking up that that amount of time that's wasted where the, the humans can really focus on human experiences. Yeah, you may have less staff, but you don't need as many staff and they can all just float around and be real guest experience ambassadors or brand ambassadors, whatever you want to call them, uh, where they're actually focusing on hospitality versus, you know, manually checking a checklist every five minutes because the whole world might collapse if they don't. So I think, yeah, you guys are pretty correct, but you don't have any, Michael, like you don't have any, uh, and when I say Michael, I mean Golden. Sorry, you don't have any uh, crazy predictions for 2030 at all. Like anything, like whether it's hotel or vacation rental. I would. We've talked about this on the show many times, but I would love to have company-based subscription where it's with Delta, and <laughs> anytime I hop on a flight. Delta really needs to sponsor the show. I'm, I'm going to reach out. To you. <laughs> um, hop on a flight, uh, you know, as some level of subscription member, and it's X number of flights a month or a year or whatever, and I can show up 
and walk into a Marriott or a short-term rental and, and go straight to my room. Don't have to check in, use my phone to get in. And, you know, a lot of times I, I'm heading to Ireland in a few weeks. And the last thing I want to do when I land after being on a flight for, you know, 10, 15 hours is go stand in line at a, at a lobby and then them say mm -hmm. my room's not ready. Like, yeah, it's uh, it's just a bad experience. And then you drop your bags and you need to desperately need a shower and six coffees, but you don't want to drink coffee because you, you want to go take an hour nap. Yeah. You know, so it's uh, it just needs to be a more seamless, connected trip. Uh, and I think Michael wants to talk mm -hmm. about the trip. No, I think it's really important. This is integration part, right? And again, you mentioned Mules or Breeze Away. They're really into focusing on integrations and making it seamless to integrate. And I think that's really crucial. And again, there's so much technology out there, but the integration with each other is often disaster, right? And again, if you're mm -hmm. taking a flight and you need an Uber late and you want to check into your hotel, this is all information which can be connected, right? You just you go into your flight, you know when the flight is landed. Then at the same time, an Uber can be booked and make sure there's waiting for you outside. And as soon as you're entering the Uber, the hotel could be informed that Mike was on his way to the hotel and make sure that he's already checked in like uh, as soon as he's, uh, he's arriving because I know when he arrives. So th those things, there's a lot of information available, data available. Only the often is the integration part, right? And that's also what we had before. It's like integrating even though with a PMS or channel manager or whatever. It's a disaster. They're all using not really like great APIs or and I think that's why Muse for example is doing really well because they're mm -hmm. focusing fully on this API kind of economy and integrations and Breezeway the same I don't know if I mentioned them already but Breezeway is doing the same with integrations and I think that's why Breezeway yeah Breezeway okay. yeah that IO yeah but <laughs> but I think that's super important the all integration part and that if the companies doing this well I think they can become successful in 2030 if they don't do they will not exist in 2030 but what are you yeah. both doing you think in 2000 I'm just thinking what is what are well, you both doing in the nine years from now well I was gonna say from the uber aspect because like when I was on that two-week travel trip that was the one thing I did actually I did a tweet even I was like man uber should have the ability to put in your flight number and schedule an Uber pickup for the, mm -hmm. you know, the, the, the flight's arrival. So like if my flight lands at 1145, you know, it takes about 15, maybe 10 minutes to get off the plane because everyone stands up and it's a whole cluster to get out. But once you get off the plane, I would love to have that ability that my, my Uber tracked my flight and, you know, like that integration, that seamless connectivity part is really well. To know key. your destination already, so you don't have to enter yeah. again the hotel because I know where you have to go. So it makes it all yeah. seamless. And the same by even going back, for example, and okay, you have a flight on your return flight is in four days, and this is the time. So we just reschedule for you an Uber, even yeah. with one click. So I agree. Maybe well, they should uh, listen and then just pay us for some consultancy or sponsor. <laughs> yeah, let's get them a sponsor. <laughs> Yeah, Uber is really easy to land. I think I can get that tonight. We rejected um, our offer, right? The sponsor, we rejected them, right? Already yeah, yeah, just like yeah. a few others. Yeah, okay. uh, Golden, what uh, were you going to add anything to that before I really uh, cut you off? Yeah, I mean, I was going to say that Dara came from Expedia, so he should know about this whole connected trip. So it should be an easy sell, Will. I, I think you can easily. All right. <laughs> yeah, perfect. No, that's great. Um, I do have, so like, I don't know. I, I see that the more the U.S. opens up specifically, 
uh, I'm concerned. Well, like obviously I know we're all going through a little bit of a labor shortage on the you know provider side, whether it's housekeeping, maintenance, front desk, you name it. Um, you, what do you guys think in the sense of, let's say labor pools go back up, people are employed, rates are maybe you know staying the same, travel still booming, everything's good. Um, what are your thoughts on that? hotels or vacation rentals or whatever type of accommodation kind of goes backwards in the sense of 2019, 2018, where they just like, all right, well, we don't need to innovate anymore. We don't need to adjust. We don't need to update tech because we're doing okay. Like we're making record numbers. So why would we, why would we do that? And that's kind of the same mindset that they've had the last 20 years. Right. I remember my last hotel owner being like, this is how we've done it for 20 years. This is how we're going to do it. And yep. the industry is never going to change. And here we are. Is, yeah. Well, yeah. Maybe the shortage yeah. could actually result in technology, right? If you're looking for people, for example, in your restaurant, you can't find people, you might replace, okay, we can't find people. So just uh, adding some iPads or QR codes or whatever on the room so they can order by themselves on the, on the tablet or on their own phone by using a QR. So it also could actually accelerate technology because you don't have people who could just serve people in your restaurant or you don't have people in the front office. So you just might say, okay, maybe we have to invest in, in, in self-checking. So I think the shortage of people maybe result into uh, using technology. Yeah, and, and our last guest um, was from Aperto and, and Steve is basically allowing a lot of these front desks to go virtual and check in with an iPad and get your key printed out or, or your code and, and go to the room. Yeah, I think that that trend is here to stay. And I agree, Will, I think hotels are going to kind of slide backwards into the path of least resistance. Mm -hmm. um, but a lot of these big hotel firms or, you know, firms run by our generation is going to look at what happened and say, there's probably a good chance that's going to happen again in our lifetime. And how do we mitigate risk and mm -hmm. mitigate risk through technology? So I, I think we're going to see a little bit of both and there's going to be clear winners and losers in that. You know, if, if a brand like Lifehouse can do it with 60% fewer heads, then they're going to make a lot more money for the hotel owners and then the owners are going to seek out operators like Lifehouse versus traditional operators that use a green screen. So I, I think I think we will see a, a path of least resistance in the short term, but by by midterm, you'll see more tech forward firms. I agree. Yeah, I think Lifehouse, and I know we've mentioned them a lot, but I I do think they are kind of that spotlight person or company to watch really like they're kind of setting an example and a standard in a different way than than most like i think we've had seen a lot of people try or like a lot of companies try to do this and then not do it successfully right and then so it's always kind of put that thought in everyone's head like oh well you can't really do it very i'll, I'll let you guys know how it goes i'm staying in a life house this week in miami um yeah it must be nice that kayak that kayak <laughs> hotel I'll, I'll be staying in it on Thursday, you, you should. Uh, if anybody's listening, feel free to upgrade me or <laughs> <laughs> just send the link of this video to them. Just do it. Make it I was gonna say you should. Uh, you should <laughs> capture some some videos and photos while you're there and send it to us. We'll show it off on the next episode. All right, be cool. Can do. Can do. Sweet, awesome. Well, uh, I think that's pretty good. I don't know if we 
fully answer the question of 2030. I don't think we'll see flying cars or anything like that. Who knows? Maybe Elon Musk has a hotel in space. But you know, the uh, first flying car took flight last week. What? Yeah. <laughs> Seriously? Yeah, for real. <laughs> <laughs> So well, in 10 years, it's possible. <laughs> shoot. Should be. Well, uh, all right. Well, that's good to know. I need to catch up with the, with the times. Um, great. Well, anything – I know it's uh, usually not a big answer for this one, but anything exciting coming up in both your worlds other than you staying in a kayak lifehouse hotel this week? Yeah, I think that's pretty exciting. So <laughs> I don't know what you're doing this week, but I'll be in Miami. So <laughs> I'll be here. I'm looking for the next episode because I think the next episode is also sponsored by Breezyway. So that's already uh, great. That's a great start. And I'm and still, just... I asked a question before. I'm still curious. How do you see yourself in 10 years? What are you both doing, right? Is Will uh, presenting on Amazon Prime and a daily show about hospitality? Or is Michael uh, uh, still at Noiseware? Or he just bought a castle somewhere in Ireland? Or I don't know. <laughs> curious. How do you see yourself in 10 years? Yeah, I think the uh, the castle play is, is going to be the move in 10 years. <laughs> Yeah, I'm hoping the same, but maybe not a castle. I'm I'm hoping like maybe a nice uh, villa on the on the water would be great for maybe me. Maybe Delta. I'll... Maybe Delta hires me too at some point, right? Like uh... <laughs> maybe when you po- when you post this this episode on LinkedIn, whatever, just do some hashtags Delta, whatever. Maybe <laughs> them, uh, add some people, whatever CEO, marketing, PR, everything you can include. Bastion, and, uh... yeah, you know the, yeah. you know the CEO's name. Come on, Mike. <laughs> Awesome. And just because, uh, you know, this has been a fun episode, uh, especially with our our sponsor, Breezeway, we just got to do this one more time. Boom. Love it. Love it. So beautiful. Awesome. Well, thank you both gentlemen uh, for participating in this week's episode. Thank you again to Breezeway. So all our listeners, you can go to breezeway.io forward slash GMH to learn more about what they do and who they are and even sign up, get your property and your operations up and running smooth and functional. Uh, We'll see you guys again next week.